everyone. This is David Douthit. This is Molly Douthit. And welcome to More Than Hearing, a podcast to encourage preachers to use multiple intelligences in sermons and worship leadership because there are plenty of ways to reach someone's soul. Today we are covering all the intelligences for Trinity Sunday, Year C. Instead of looking at the text for this week, we're looking at the theology of the Trinity itself. We'll talk about how we can use every intelligence to present the concept of three-in-one. That's right, you get eight-in-one for the three-in-one. What a bargain! This podcast is based on Dr. Howard Gardner's theory of multiple intelligences. Dr. Gardner suggests that there are multiple ways to learn, process, remember, and understand our world. Each week, centered on the weekly readings for the Revised Common Lectionary, we develop illustrations and special effects using various smarts based on Dr. Gardner's identified intelligences. Over the course of four weeks, we will cover word smart, eye smart, math smart, body smart, music smart, nature smart, people smart, and self smart. You can read more about Dr. Gardner's work by clicking on the link at the top of our webpage, morethanhearing.org. Join us as we explore ways these intelligences can be utilized for a deeper appreciation of God's Word. Then, we encourage you to try it for yourself. Anytime and any way we can make use of the different smarts, we give people greater access to the Word of God so they can acquire it, process it, and internalize it in ways that make sense to them. Let's get started. Well, hello, everybody, and good to have you with us today or this evening or whatever time it is that it is that you're listening to the show. It's morning here at the moment. We are glad to have you with us, as I said, and uh, especially if you're a longtime listener, we appreciate you very much. If you're a first-time listener, then we're especially glad to have you today and hope that this will be a worthwhile experience for you. We are departing from our usual format yet again. We did for Pentecost last week because Pentecost. Yep. And uh, this week being Trinity Sunday, we got the idea, Molly actually got the idea, what if we just did all eight intelligences around Trinity? Uh, the concept as, of Trinity. As the concept, right, yeah. as opposed to going for the texts. So that's what we're going to do. It sounded like an interesting project. And uh, uh, so we've we've got our worksheet set up for you, and you can take a look at it at the website, morethanhearing.org. And on there and on the show notes, you'll be able to find our links to uh, previous episodes about the Trinity, about Trinity Sunday, that is, for your C, A, and B in that order. And um, we're just going to run down the list of the eight intelligences here. Now, one thing that I want to mention before we get too far down the line, and that is that we are now on Stitcher. So if that's a place where you like to get your podcasts, you can find us there now. And uh, thanks to Molly L., for the note asking about that. We'd been thinking about getting on there and hadn't done it, and so now we are. Thanks, thanks, Molly. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> let's start down the list, shall we? So yes. uh, starting with word smart and uh, verbal linguistic intelligence. Now, uh, th- uh, okay, I came up with this. Yes, <laughs> <Right>? you did. <laughs> so 
uh, got to thinking about Trinity and, and of course, the song, the hymn, Holy, 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 and, right. and then got to thinking about WordSmart and it's like, what could you do with that? And then I thought of homonyms or words that sound the same. And I realized that the, there are three homonyms for holy. And so it could be holy, 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 H-O-L-Y, H-O-L-E-Y, and W-H-O-L-L-Y, holy, holy, holy. And I was insufferably pleased with myself. <laughs> he really was. <laughs> and honestly, your, 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 uh, your delight at having found that made me think, well, why don't we just do that with all the intelligences then? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a word that sounds the same. The spelling and the meaning is different, but there it is. So by way of special effect, you could use uh, those different spellings of the word to rewrite the, the words to the hymn, holy, 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 and uh, come up with your own um, uh, theological interpretation. Now, it's it's going to be a little challenging, especially with the holy, with the E, um, well, the holes. Yeah. Something. Well, the, the three meanings of the word are sacred, not complete, and entirely complete. So yeah. it, it's kind of a trinity of doneness, of, of completeness uh, within the idea of that. So, I mean, it's a, it, it could be a really interesting way of talking about how um, uh, God is complete, we are not complete, and the interaction of all of it is a very sacred thing. Yeah, and I, I was thinking about the incomplete uh, with Jesus as the second person in the Trinity. Oh, you were actually thinking of it in Trinitarian Father, Son, well, Holy Ghost. Well, I was. I, I was well, just thinking I was trying about to the think, words. I was trying to think if there was a way to make it work that way. Well. And, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That's what I came up with. Oh, so you just read my mind is what I'm (laughs) laughing about here, about Jesus having holes in his hands. Yes, yes. And, you know. We're going to hell. Well, no. I I think you could actually, if you are prone to poetry, you could probably write something about his holy hands. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, You know. Oh, that is so awesome. And use the three of those. Um, oh, I like that. Which is that. Not, tr- not Trinitarian, but it, it could get you out of hell, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it could know. be ridiculously meaningful for people, too, who are also, yeah. you know, going through com- some kind of suffering. Yeah. Because that's one of the, th- it, well, I'm going to pull in the text a little bit here. Yeah. In Romans. Um, oh, yeah, the Romans it, 5. It talks about suffering. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Hey, ha ha, a little extra there. Yeah. So <clears throat> it, Jesus is the connection, I think, for incompleteness, even though he is fully complete and right. more fully complete than we will ever be. Right. Well, until we're there. Right. Uh, but uh, he connects with our incompleteness mm-hmm. by, by becoming fully human. And mm-hmm. so he is at the same time fully complete and by being human, incomplete, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, the, the, there's your really fun your trinity of homonyms. Might even wind up going that way myself today. Yeah. Cool. There's the spark for an idea, but um, you're going to have to f- 
<laughs> fill, it fill it in it out, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what we're doing with the podcast today is just giving you some sparks and some ideas and ways to to use the intelligence to to spark your own creativity and, and yeah. Which is what we always hope to do anyway. Right, right. So that was how we speak about the Trinity. How would we visualize the Trinity using iSmart? One of the first things that I thought of was Celtic knots. Me too. You You got it on the form before I did that. I know. Ha, beat you. Um, uh, So we have a link to um, a variety of Celtic knots and the way that they are used in spirituality. And you can just project or print off and post them everywhere and just have people give people the opportunity to look at Celtic knots. This can also play in with uh, self-smart too. give people handouts mm. of Celtic mm-hmm. knots and allow for some time of silence for them to contemplate the, the connected nature of Celtic knots. Mm-hmm. Um, any other kind of interlacing work, uh, knitting, for example, which plays into body smart, which we'll get to in a little bit here. Um, there's also something called a Penrose triangle. It looks very much like an MC Escher kind of thing where you have yeah. the, the, the triangle that connects in such a way that you really can't tell where it starts or ends. And it just sort of keeps your eye running on it the whole time. That's also kind of a math smart, too, with uh, mm-hmm. structure and the way um, shapes are. Um, but yeah, that could be another way of presenting a visual for the, for the Trinity. Yeah. Um, for a, a special effect, we don't actually have anything on the worksheet, but for a special effect, like I said, just you know, present them, have them there, uh, right. and make them available. Well, going on to math smart, which is uh, logical, mathematical, um, there's a little overlap here, I think, with iSmart uh, on the couple things that we have. Uh, Metatron's cube is another one of those diagrams, sort of like the Penrose triangle, but it's, it, it is a, there's nothing really cubish about it, except no, that it's kind it's of kind like of cubist art, I guess. Yeah. But it's it's a series of interlocking and overlapping circles that end up making a, a two overlapping triangles to make the Star of David. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, uh, Metatron apparently is an archangel mm-hmm. uh, and not a transformer. <laughs> well, I there's a little. Who knew? There's <laughs> kind of some, you know, three and one with the transformers well, too. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. actually, kind of two and one, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. So um, anyway, we have a link for you to Metatron's cube that you can get a look at it and can add that to your iSmart stuff. And we've got um, another graphic presentation of interlocking stuff. If you overlap circles over and over and over in just the right way, you end up with um, uh, six, well, uh, what is that? (laughs) It looks like a doily. It looks like something, somebody's, the the picture that I'm looking at, it looks like a a granny square. Yeah. Somebody's crocheted something. So again, you end up with a hexagon. Mm-hmm. Uh, six-sided object, except that it's all these little curves. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's just something you're going to have to look at and <laughs> uh, think about theologically and uh, geometrically. Yeah, well, and that's that's yeah, that's kind of the way we're presenting the math smart for the Trinity. Is it's kind of 
uh, well, the logic of the Trinity is kind of presenting itself in other places um, with yeah. with the other examples that we're giving. But the, to to think of it in in math terms, we've got some actual you know shapes that are are go with uh, geometric shapes. Yeah. So, but so, you have something for a uh, special effect. A special effects, sort of. It's a uh, a basic programming language uh, program. Mm-hmm where you assign a value to each of three variables, A, B, and C, set them all equal to one. And then you have uh, line 20. If A is greater than zero, which it is, then go to 40. Line 40, if B is greater than zero, which it is, then go to 30. Line 30, if C is greater than zero, which it is, then go to 20 which is your first line. So it's an infinite loop uh, with three elements. Huh. Cool. So it's, and then line 50 is end, which you will never reach because (laughs) you're in an infinite loop. So um, that's, that's a uh, logic problem as it were to, to uh, sort out your, your infinite loop. Well, and something else, if if uh, you have anyone in your congregation who's ever done any kind of programming and accidentally programmed in an infinite loop, remember Jacob right. did that one time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, accidentally programmed an infinite loop. Uh, you know, you can maybe talk to them about that. And Yeah, uh, it's something that can happen pretty easily in, in your programming. You don't realize it, but yeah. uh, sometimes there aren't many cases where you want an infinite loop unless you're trying to prank somebody (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah you want programs to end right yeah i i I think when i was doing programming uh in high school there there was a thing where somebody might slip in a subroutine with an infinite loop to somebody else's program oh nice and uh maybe have it you know with a, a print line where it you know print so and so is a doofus and it would just <laughs> you know start printing that infinitely and and uh, spew out all the tractor feed paper <laughs> dating myself pretty yes, hard you are there. rather a lot yeah mm-hmm. okay anyway let's go on to body smart okay so the question here is how do we bring the trinity into physical the physical realm um so mentioned it already a little bit nice smart uh with knitting or doing things with yarn teach people to tie knots uh, and these are all special effects we don't really have any illustrations for body smart um uh, bring in crochet hooks, knitting needles, te- teach a simple pattern showing how a, the simple linear yarn can be manipulated into loops that can then either become a garment or a covering. Um, a weave a Turk's head bracelet. Um, also, it's sometimes it, called it's, a sailor's bracelet. Say, yeah, your brother had one of these. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so it's... Um, uh, a really uh, f- very pretty braid that you make with with rope that you then weave around a leg or an ankle or something. And then we have a, a, li- a link for what that looks like and a video for how to do it. Uh, a Turk's head is an endless knot of a single cord that appears to be three. So there you go. Yeah. Um, also for uh, Body Smart, we've, uh, David found a, a, a video to something called a triangle dance. Where you get three people and you stand in a triangle, each with your arms on the other person's shoulder, and you take turns jumping into the middle 
of the uh, of the between the, the other two. between the other two, yeah. right? And you just kind of keep going back and forth like that, and um, <laughs> it could it could really be a lot of fun if you get it right. If you don't, you're going to be smacking into each other. <laughs> but we have a, a video to that, so you can see what it looks like. Um, depending on the music, it could go for a while, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So the idea of uh, the three people all, you know, occupying the same space and different space and the way it moves and just sort of the rhythm that that kind of happens with that. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So with the with the Turk's Head, I became aware that we, you know, some of these uh, uh, are verging on heresy, (laughs) like uh, the that the. Turk's head appears to be three, but is in fact one. That would be a heresy. Okay. I think uh, is that monophysites or something. <laughs> Isn't Where, that what gets in your your uh, your, your drywall? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> gum it. We've got monophysites. Oh, I think we got to spray. <laughs> Call the exterminator. There's a spray for that. No. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. I mean. That God appears as three but is only one is a heresy. Okay. That God is actually three but appears to be one is a heresy. And so some of these, you know, what we're offering are metaphors that may not fully represent the uh, depth of theology for for. Orthodox belief. Yeah, well, it's difficult to find any metaphor that does that, though, because this is such a complicated concept. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose you know, be careful as you're you're going through your metaphors to think about you know think think it all the way through. Right. Uh, apply some math smart to that and, and push its logical uh, to its logical conclusion. Yeah, and you know, for some of them, if if you find that it's too far off base, you can present it and then say, but the Trinity is not that. <laughs> it's yeah. this, and right. go on from there. Yeah. Right. So, Okay, what are we going to do for music? All right, well, um, we've got uh, several hymns that you can choose from, of course, and if you don't sing Holy, 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 then what's the matter with you? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then we also have uh, God the Spirit, Guide, and Guardian, and how wonderful the three in one. And I'm not that familiar with those, with either of those two. But. No, neither am I. But if you follow the link that we have, there is a PDF that you can uh, click on and download both the music and the words. It's from Hope Publishing. Cool. So you can follow you can, that along. You can guess who, who uh, found that one and put it on the list. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, another thing that you could try is tuning forks in resonance. And this is, there's a little bit of math smart in that it's kind of sciency, but um, tuning forks, so music-y. Uh, <laughs> well, music is math. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just, and so much more. Yep. Uh, anyway, what happens is if you can, uh, when you have two identical tuning forks that resonate at the same frequency, and you start one going, and it's in proximity to the other, the second one will start to vibrate as well. Are they the same tone? Yes. Okay. They have to be the same tone. So it, in, it, so if you had a different tone, it wouldn't work? Correct. Okay. Uh, if it's close, 
then it, then it might, but if it's the same, then it definitely Should. will. Okay. So what I would suggest for doing this with the Trinity is to have three of them. Uh, there's a fairly classic experiment of doing this where the tuning fork is set into a box with an open end mm-hmm. as a resonator mm-hmm. so that you can hear it better. Um, so, And we've got a link to a video that shows this experiment. So um, it, it's sitting in the box and you have the other one sitting in the box next to it, and you strike the one and then stop it, and then you listen and you can hear the other one. Oh, cool. So I would suggest if you if you can do this, if you can get three of them, then that that's where you get into the Trinity. But the idea of them matching and and resonating with each other is kind of what I was thinking of here to get across, is that God is resonating with God's self within the Trinity. Okay. And you could press it by saying that we also then resonate with with the Spirit, Mm -hmm. or the Spirit resonates at our frequencies. Going along with that, tuning different stringed instruments uh, can can also help get that across. if anybody has any experience in an orchestra or a concert band, you, you always tune to a particular instrument as right. well. Right. Um, or play the tone for a B flat and everybody tries to match tune that to as that. close or, as possible. Or mm-hmm. the, was, the first clarinet perhaps plays in a, plays, uh-huh. in plays a concert band. Tone. And yeah. I think in an orchestra, it's the oboe. Yeah. So anyway, bringing all of those frequencies together so that they are in line with each other and Mm-hmm. In unity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so connected with that then for a special effect, bring in a few instruments and uh, tune them up. You might, if that's not your thing, then ask your, your music folks to help you with that. Uh, and um, another thing that you could do is singing chords. So you start with the, the, with the root note of the chord, like C... Or B flat, whatever that note is, <laughs> and then you add the third, which so and then the fifth. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway, the singing of the chord is bringing uh, bringing the different voices together into a unity of harmony of harmony which would be what what we're going for here for metaphor yes right if you have any musicians or or singers in your congregation who uh, have invite them to bring to mind the experience they have had of of being in an ensemble a musical ensemble and the feeling that 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 uh, elicits in you of you know you're contributing your one thing but you can hear everybody around you contributing theirs and the whole sound together is something that's just transcendent right really yeah. okay so um moving on to nature smart how might we find the trinity in the natural world and the first thing that occurred to me was seeds and the cycle of a plant life. So you have you the, the you have the seed itself, which becomes a plant, which then fruits, which then produces the seed. So it just kind of <clears throat> goes in a cycle. 
It's the three essences, the seed that holds the plant, the plant that produces the fruit, the fruit that holds the seed. So there you go. And uh, the idea of, of uh, using the seed came from a song called Maker of Mystery, which I have included here in Nature Smart because it has the idea of plants and, and the cycle of, of those sorts of things. But you could also put it in Music Smart. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, thinking uh, in Nature Smart, illustrating the trinity of wind, water, and heat energy, which one is really the hurricane? Hmm. Or of water, bed, and motion, which one defines a river? So, there you go. Yeah. Some ways to talk about three in one in nature. Uh, for a special effect, pass out the seeds. Uh, or invite a master gardener in to talk about a plant's life cycle, or maybe somebody who has some expertise with uh, meteorology to talk about hurricanes, or somebody who maybe is a river guide to talk about rivers. So there you go. Mm-hmm. The ways of looking at the world itself to see the Trinity. Okay. For people smart, uh, how would we explore the relational nature of the Trinity? Which is, I think, where the rubber really hits the road uh, with the Trinity. Well, yeah, because that's kind Pretty of the much point. what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have a, a link for you to an essay by Debbie Thomas, who we quoted a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this addresses some of the relational characteristics of God. So, for example, God is dynamic, fluid, and moving. And uh, she writes, God's coherence and his unity do not require him to be rigid, uh, that God is diverse. Why do we fear difference so much when difference lies at the very heart of God's nature? That's a good question. It is. Uh, that God is communal, she writes. It is only in relationship that we'll experience God's fullness. That God is hospitable, she writes, not a middle school clique. That that always touches a nerve, doesn't it? <laughs> Even off, after all these years. Uh, that God is love, she points out, unselfish, sacrificial love, of course. Well, you could tie in iSmart to this would be to put those five points in, on, a, on a poster and and, yes. and refer to them. Yeah. Uh, maybe just the key words or mm-hmm. something for word smart. Right. right. Dynamic, diverse, communal, hospitable love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another way to think about it by way of illustration, can you think of a time when you felt deeply connected to another person? You know, that deep in your soul kind of love for another person where you're just sort of transported out of the moment as you gaze at that person. Um, Usually we reserve those moments for one individual. Mm -hmm. So have you ever experienced that for, for two people at the same time? Sure. Like families when you're out together with your family. Yeah. Uh, good friends. Yeah. Yeah. I, in my experience, um, th- those moments tend, like I said, to be reserved mostly for a single person, a single a- at a time. Uh, and it's less intense usually with more people. W- with more people. But I, I think w- in thinking about that kind of experience, we get close to God's internal working where God just – 
has that absolute delight in the other persons yeah. of the Trinity, yeah. um, each together at the same time. Yeah. And, um, uh, so, so we might be getting close to it when we when we have that kind of experience. Yeah, and so a way to illustrate that might be that kind of um, delightful experience. A way to illustrate the Trinity would be to talk, have your have your people think about a time when they were with a group of people when they were just full of love and 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 delight and and laughter at at being with these people yeah. and hopefully everybody can pretty quickly call up a time when they have experienced such a thing yeah yeah and if not maybe you can share uh, your own experience of maybe um playing cards around the dinner table uh or or, or something like that yeah or, or just reveling in your in your children, or mm -hmm. you know whatever mm -hmm. whatever that moment might be for you. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, for special effect, break into groups and discuss God's relational nature and why it makes a difference in our personal lives and in our life as a church together. You might also give your folks th this quote from David Lose's column from 2018. Uh, to discuss. He writes, the Father is one who loves, the Son, the Beloved, and the Spirit, the love shared between them. No, it doesn't explain the Trinity, but it does help us imagine and remember that the whole point of the Trinity is that God's love is too big, too immense, even to be described as the love of a single person but is more like the love shared among a community, a love shared so deeply that it can't be contained, but spills out from the Trinity into the whole world and into our lives. So let them ponder that and discuss that, or just use that as an illustration, mm -hmm. either way. Mm-hmm. And then finally, uh, what ways might we contemplate the, uh, the, the reality of the Trinity in our own personal lives? Um, I went back to uh, one of my favorite New Testament uh, scripture commentary uh, websites called Lectionary Lab, otherwise known as Two Bubba's with a Bible. Mm -hmm. And uh, Delmer Chilton, writing at Lectionary Lab, uh, mentions a Barna research report. And I think it was way back in 2016 that he was uh, mentioning this one. And this is the quote. Uh, a number of years ago, the Barna Research Group reported a study that asked a cross-section of Americans what one sentence or phrase was the most important they had ever heard. And so the Barner Research Group came up or discovered these are the three most important sentences. The first one is, I love you. Pretty important. Mm -hmm. Second, I forgive you. Mm -hmm. Pretty important. And the third, dinner's ready. Let's eat. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. And doesn't that really just kind of, uh, it, it's not only the entirety of Scripture, but in a lot of ways, that's the Trinity. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, that was pretty awesome. So, uh, give that to your folks, and, and uh, that, that's a good way of, of pondering it. Um, you're in your, your internal considerations. Mm -hmm. um, and then, also, uh, I was looking at a commentary from a blog called Salt, there's an essay called Threefold Life that uh, was quoting a passage from C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity. Um, Lewis talking about how a person is praying 
um, a prayer is directed toward God, but it's also prompted by God within that person in the first place. And at the same time as this person is praying, they're standing with and within Jesus as part of the body of Christ, because, you know, we pray in Jesus' name. And uh, the Spirit prompts that. Uh, there are times when we don't know what to say, and so the Spirit just kind of intercedes, as Paul says, with groaning too deep for words. Uh, so you can present this uh, Barner Research three sentences, or this um, uh, comment from uh, Lewis's Mere Christianity to talk about the Trinitarian nature of God interacting with you and you interacting with God and how you find uh, completeness, wholeness, direction, guidance, solace, comfort in all of those ways that you interact. Um, Also, finally, take a few moments to become mindful of your body and then mindful of your spirit or your emotional state, then become aware of your mind taking in your body and spirit. Which one of these is really you? Which could you do without your mind, your spirit, your body? Spend some time experiencing that unity within your own self that mirrors God's unity. Well, that's our podcast for today. Please ask questions or leave us a comment on our website, www.morethanhearing.org or facebook.com slash morethanhearing, or tweet us at morethanhearing, or email us at connect at morethanhearing.org. If you tried any of these suggestions, or maybe got an idea you like better than ours, please let us know what you did and how it went. We'd love to hear how using this theory has made a difference in your preaching and worship. Remember to check out the show notes, worksheets, links, and resources at our website, They go hand in glove with the podcast and give you lots more material to work with. Don't forget to subscribe using the links on the website for iTunes, Google Play, Android, or good old RSS. Or point your podcatching software at morethanhearing.org slash feed slash podcast. Help others find us more easily by writing a review at the iTunes store. And of course, you can share the show with your friends and colleagues. We'll be back with another episode next week. In the meantime, stay subscribed and be smart. Good production. Dad gummit, we've got monophysites.